Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, keeping you up to date with everything in the music world. Welcome back to Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, where we keep you up to date with everything that's happening in the music world. This week we're talking about Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn and their family feud. We're also going to discuss NFTs and how they're affecting artists. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022 nominations have been announced, so we'll get into that. And Rihanna has some pretty exciting news that we'll talk about soon. Alrighty, so we did an episode a while back about the Britney Spears conservatorship. Yeah. And since then, she's obviously free now. Ooh. And a lot has happened. It's been crazy. Like, just all of my social medias are still flooded with this whole Britney. Yeah. And I thought we were done. Like, I thought that was it, you know? You know, one thing I'm very happy about is that Britney is going for her family family's neck. Yeah, uh, because like they betrayed her so much, I would too. <laughs> so since then, Jamie Lynn Spears has released her book called Things I Should Have Said, and people are ripping her to shreds on social media, including her sister, and who has on multiple occasions posted lengthy, angry Instagram posts, which I love them. Uh, Jamie Lynn has since done a few interviews that have sparked a series of back and forth between Britney and herself, where Britney was speaking out, expressing her disgust with her family and how Jamie Lynn was using her conservatorship struggles to sell her book. It is suspicious timing, right? Like, as soon as there's all this big drama, Britney Spears is back in the media, her sister suddenly has this big book she wants to release. And also, I've never even heard of Jamie Lynn. (laughs) I know. Jamie who? (laughs) Jamie what? (laughs) And you think about it, right? All these years she could have released something, but she chooses once Britney gets free. Yeah, it's just way too convenient. Mm Mm-hmm. She eventually sent out a cease and desist to Jamie Lynn, so obviously Britney, ordering her to stop using her name and fame to promote the sale of her book. So the exact words that were in the cease and desist letter were, although Britney has not read and does not intend to read your book, she and millions of her fans were shocked to see how you have exploited her for monetary game. She will not tolerate, nor should she. I'm on her side. Like, it's it's very weird. Yeah. Just the whole timing. Just the timing. Like, if she'd released this book... Actually, no, because even when Britney was in the concern, if she had released this book, it still would have been suspicious. Yeah, but at least then it could have been advocating for Britney Spears's release. Very true. It, this whole situation could be completely different if she'd released it during her conservatorship. So this cease and desist letter has not only said this, but it's also implied that Britney has financially supported her sister in the past and has also accused Jamie Lynn of airing false and fantastical grievances for the benefit of book sales. This back and forth became super intense with the cease and desist obviously being sent. Let's just say Britney wasn't happy. She was not happy at all. She took to social media, stating that Jamie Lynn shut her out when she needed her most. Mm-hmm. She's got a point. But then Jamie Lynn's lawyer quickly sent a response letter to the cease and desist, stating, your claim that Jamie Lynn has no right to tell her story is not only insensitive, but not supported by the law. Jamie Lynn is a member of the Spears family, and the letter also went on to respond to the letter, sent obviously, stating neither Brittany nor her lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, said that they read the book. So they failed to point out any supposed falsehoods in the book. Therefore, it's not illegal. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. If they're not going to read it, then how can they say anything bad about it? But the thing is, is there's like people online telling you, but I suppose for the law, if it was like a law case, they would actually have to read it and get quotes from the book. Mm. Since then, Brittany's obviously read the book because... (laughs) 
Because she had to, <laughs> legally. <laughs> Brittany actually shared a clip from this TV show called The Real, which basically it's like a talk show thing. They discussed the sisters' ongoing feud, and in her caption, she questioned the timing of Jamie Lynn's book launch and continued to accuse her of knowing exactly what's going on in the conservatorship behind closed doors. I'm going to read out the caption of the post. This post has since been deleted, by the way. Ooh, sneak peek. It says, My whole family, including you saying you didn't know, is bullshit. She also congratulated her sister on her bestseller while also accusing uh, her of lying in the book. She said, The nerve of you to sell a book now and talk shit, but you're fucking lying, just like you lied about Alexa Nicholas, which if you didn't know, that's the co-star when Jamie Lynn starred on Zoe 101. Mm which is where she was from. Jamie Lynn actually accused Alexa Nicholas of bullying her in this book. However, Alexa has then come back and responded saying, actually, (laughs) Jamie Lynn was the one who did most of the bullying on set. She also, Brittany also said, I wish you would take a lie detector test so all these masses of people would see you're lying through your teeth about me. Lying and making money off me. Okay, imagine this, right? You have a sibling, you have a brother. Mm -hmm. What if you were Jamie in this situation and he was the one in the conservatorship with your parents and you've just released this book and you think, oh, I'm just doing the right thing or whatever. How would you feel? Well, I think I would, first thing I would do is contact my brother and have a private conversation. Yes, definitely. Even before you start writing the book. Well, actually, I would say I wrote the book and I'm going to release it being like, hey, I want to put this out perspective. Like, I want to put my perspective out about this. Is this okay with you? Have you like have him read through it and go, yep, that's fine with me. Just oh, can you take that part out? Like, I don't. That makes me uncomfortable. I don't want that mm. known in the public. You know what I mean? Like, getting it reviewed by the person who's involved. Yeah, you'd think that'd be like the first step because you know she's talking about her the whole time in the book, isn't she? No, it's just more about her life, her experience. Um, I personally have not read the book and I do not plan to read the book because no. I'm not supporting her. No. Um, but from what I've read online, yes, it does talk about Brittany a lot. Mm-hmm. And obviously because she's a sister, talks a lot about like Brittany's mental health, all that kind of stuff. And I've actually watched an interview um, with Jamie Lynn where she talked about everything and it's it was very intense and she kind of played the victim card and I was like I don't like that because you're not the victim here no it's very clear you're not the victim like you can't really spin something so dramatic like that onto yourself if you know what I mean it's like Britney was the focus and also I did see somebody say something it was like all I see right now are two sisters that have been scarred by their parents that all they need right now is healing and to release their past trauma. And that, like, really, like, I was like, oh, my God. Damn. Like, you think about it like that. It's a good way to look at it, though. It gives a new perspective. Because, like, everyone's clearly just instantly going to Britney's side being like, oh, fuck Jamie Lynn, whatever. But it's like, if you look at it like that, it's just like she did grow up with the same parents. Had the same trauma from her parents. Apparently her dad was, like, a really bad... Well, no, not apparently. She said her dad was a very bad alcoholic. Which you would think somebody who's got alcoholism problems, how would he even get control of a conservatorship anyways? But that's a whole nother story for another <laughs> day. But obviously, I stated before, a few posts about this situation has since been deleted from Britney Spears' social media at the time of recording, which is Friday the 4th of February. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing has been said online or in interviews, anything since this exchange. They must be in some legal battle 
right now where they can't say a thing. They could be in a legal battle or they could have actually just had a conversation and hashed all their stuff out. True. I guess we'll find out. Because if they were in a legal battle, Britney Spears would have had to delete every single status she's ever written about Jamie. That's very true. Because anything would be evidence. And she hasn't. No. So I guess that brings up the whole conversation. <laughs> like, something obviously isn't adding up. Isn't adding up. They need time to heal mm-hmm. from their trauma, both of them. Definitely. And I would say, um, I feel like they both just need a break from the public eye. Yeah. I think they just need to... Everyone just needs to not focus on them for a while. Honestly, once Britney was done with her whole drama last year or whatever, I thought that'd be it. Like, we wouldn't really hear about Britney Spears and their whole family ever again, really. Because then she just kind of drifts off into another pop star that we all knew. Well, she said that she's never going to... Like, she's not doing any live performances ever again, all that kind of stuff. Like Really? Yeah, but then she's also kind of said that she's wor- that she wants to, and it's just very confusing. She, it's The whole entire situation is very confusing. So, like, I personally am not going to care whether she does another performance or not because, like, you're going to let Britney be Britney and yeah. just let her live her life. She's been forced to work for so many years. Mm. But I think this whole situation is just so fucked up so messy so messy and it should have been capped offline in my opinion i think so too i think most of the world wouldn't even have a clue who jamie lynn was if it wasn't for this yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't even know they were related to be honest no i don't even think i've seen zoe 101 really yeah there's this TikTok, and I think about it every time I use my microwave. When it gets to 101, it's like, ooh. Anyway, <laughs> every time. <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> I get to one minute and one second, ooh. That's Zoe 101. I've seen that TikTok, but I didn't, I didn't know it was from Zoe 101, but now oh, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Did you laugh at it or just go, that's a weird video? No, I laughed at it. I was like, yeah. I suppose with your For You page, it would make sense if something just super random was just just there. So some other things that happened in music this week. Mm -hmm. Rihanna is pregnant with ASAP Rocky's child. Oh, my goodness. This kid, can you imagine? It is going to be the most talented and beautiful, may I add, baby in the entire universe. Have you seen all those memes when Nicki Minaj was giving birth to her baby and it was like me jumping off a cliff so that then I can be reborn as Nicki Minaj's baby? (laughs) I can't wait for all of those to come out about Brianna. Oh, my God. It's going to be good. Um, So she posted photos, and it literally broke the internet. The photos were posted by People magazine, and then 48 hours later was reposted by Rihanna on her Insta with the caption, how the gang pulled up to the Black History Month, along with adding a few extra photos of her own, which are just adorable. And she has also said that in the next 10 years, she wants three or four more kids. So I think we are about to be very, very outshone for the next 10 years. And it turns out it wasn't IBS after all. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Rihanna. Also, might I add, she's still doing anything but releasing her new album. Now she's going to have kids and not release a new album. Literally doing anything. Her excuse will be, I gave birth. (laughs) I mean, like, valid excuse, but, like, she said she's already got the album. Like (laughs) She's just waiting. Just release it. Like Just give it to us. She names her kid the album. (laughs) Her kid is just the album. It's Lil Nas X, like... But she actually doesn't. Actually gives birth to an album. Honestly, I vibe. I vibe that idea. (laughs) 
also something that happened uh, and blew up uh, literally on Wednesday last week was there's this new NFT platform that has come out, which if you don't know what an NFT is, it's a non-fungible token. I still don't understand how that stuff works. I don't think any of us know. Those that do are just pretending. I just let the Elon Musks and the social media influencers think they're rich. I just let them do their thing. Yep, they can do their thing. I do my thing. It's all good. We don't need to know what NFTs are. (laughs) Yeah, throw money into pictures that you can literally just take a screenshot of and have it on your phone. It doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. You can buy the picture if you like. (laughs) This company is called Hitpiece, and we do not want to give it any positive publicity. Nope. Because what it has done is caused major backlash from artists all over the world for allegedly selling their music as NFTs without their permission. I'm still confused, to be honest. How can they sell something that doesn't exist but it already exists? Why don't you just get Spotify? I don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) They just saw, like, a few artists were leaving Spotify and they're like, that's it, NFTs. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously heaps of artists have spoken out about this Mm -hmm. and the NFTs actually cost $100 each. $100? $100? Yeah, and like, I saw one person saying, oh, if you PayPal me the $100, I'll come and perform the song at your house to you, and then we'll grab lunch after. I was like, sign me up. <laughs> I'll take that one, thank you. <laughs> I Seriously, it fathoms me. I can't wrap my head around this whole NFT. Is it like Bitcoin? Um, Money I'm, that doesn't exist? I don't get it. Don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> If you're an NFT expert, please send us a DM on Muso Mondays and give us an explanation on what it is. Don't just send us a video. We've done that before. Yeah. Just explain it. Yeah. Very simple. Maybe even audio message explain. That would be good. That would be... Then everyone can hear it. Yeah. (laughs) We can all learn together. Yep. This is actually a scam, really. Yeah, definitely. Surely it's a scam because you don't even get the song. You don't own rights to the song because that would be make no sense mm. <laughs> so you just get a photo of the song that's it like it's just like Spotify playing and it's just a screenshot like, <laughs> it's like you own this it plays at 4 minutes and 32 seconds um, it just makes no sense and this is targeted massive artists like Drake Billie Eilish even some like smaller artists uh, indie ones Australian ones mm. and even independent artists and they've actually heaps of artists have already like like trying to sue them they sent out cease and desist letters demanding that they remove their NFTs from their platform <laughs> I would too right like that's not our permission like there's been like massive outcry since then Hitpiece has actually responded to this situation stating it's definitely not a scam (laughs) it's always a scam when they say that yep and that music has not been sold streamed or bid on however with the continued social media outrage Mm. they have now scrubbed their whole entire website all of all of its nft listings there's a lot of dodgy things happening these days i don't like it yeah so when you click on the website and you go to it the main page literally just says we've started the conversation and we're listening are they like a 15 year old tumblr girl i don't understand literally like oh my gosh black and white photos on snapchat same vibe exact same vibe exact same vibe and it gets better the notes app apology <laughs> you know it's serious when there's a notes app <laughs> yes we love a good notes app apology Woo-hoo! get comfortable it's getting steamy <laughs> so they posted this on twitter clearly we have struck a nerve and are very eager to create the ideal experience for music fans to be clear artists get paid when digital goods are sold on Hitpiece. Like all beta products, we are continuing to listen to all user feedback and are committed to evolving the product to fit the needs of artists, labels, and fans alike. My question mm, is... What? <laughs> my question is... We have struck an nerve. Um, don't be cocky. Like... We have struck an nerve. 
<laughs> you've just got to plagiarize people's artwork. <laughs> and they're like, wow, geez, didn't mean to offend you guys. Oh, my God. You guys and, take this so seriously. <laughs> and they're saying that artists are going to get paid. Where's the contract? True. None of these artists knew about it until somebody tweeted them about it. So how is they guaranteed that they're going to be paid? They're just saying that just for public. What the? F- how dumb can you be? <laughs> First of all, don't use massive artists. Like, obviously, they're going to sue you. Are you joking? Like, a million dollars is just chump change to them. Yeah, they're richer than you. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022 nominations have been announced, and um, there's a bunch of people that I don't know, and you probably won't know either, but Eminem and Dolly Parton are on there. So <laughs> How is Eminem rock and roll? Can I just ask? I was wondering that too. And then I found this quote, right? In the context of Hall of Fame, the term rock and roll has been <laughs> become a catch-all for contemporary music. So it's not rock and roll Hall of Fame, it's contemporary music Hall of Fame. <laughs> but so that's too hard to say, I guess. Interesting. Mm. Um, did you say Dolly Parton? Yeah. Something really interesting I found out that the only requirement for a nomination is that it has to be 25 years since the release of their first record. And Dolly Parton's wasn't 25 years ago. That was eight, like way longer, right? Isn't she like retired from music? Yeah, so why is she only now being nominated? It was her investment in the vaccine. They're like, that's it. She's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. Yep, she's worthy. <laughs> I don't understand these big companies. Just give her a bloody trophy. Yeah, so the nomination list gets sent to roughly 900 music industry figures, whatever that means. So 900 music people vote on who the one person or the rock, whoever, whoever, wins the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, why didn't we get it? Why didn't we? We got a podcast. Yeah. Aren't we a music people? <laughs> Apparently the public can vote as well, but that's not a normal thing that I was reading somewhere. But it is the first time for Eminem. Lionel Richie, he's in there too. Carly Simon. Dolly Parton, all first-time Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. People are also mad about the nomination system and think that it's really rigged because this is the sixth nomination for MC5 and the fourth nomination for Rage Against the Machine, and 2022 marks the third nomination for Kate Bush, Judas Priest, New York Dolls, and Devo, or Devo, yet they're not winning. And then I read somewhere one band had been nominated 11 years in a row and never won. Influential funk slash disco act Chick have been nominated 11 times since 2003, but never inducted. Huh, so they've been nominated, but never made it through to, like, the next round? But still, it's it's an honour to be nominated for that, especially, yeah. like, 11 years in a row, but also, like, after, like, the third year, I feel like you should be like, uh, Nah, nominated again. Just chuck me in there already. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're the nominations. Also, something that came out as we are recording Friday, um, Nicki Minaj's brand-new song. Oh, my God. It's been... Years. I haven't heard Nicki Minaj's new song, those words, in years. Really? She came out with new music last year. I did not hear it. (laughs) Where was I? Clearly dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) She re-released her mixtape, her original mixtape, and then added a few new songs on there. Oh. It was like Seeing Green, Fractions, and then one other. I must have just (laughs) blacked out for a portion of that year. So we're going to have a listen to Nicki Minaj's new song. And then once we're done listening, we're going to come back and give you our reaction. Okay, so we're back. I am so disappointed. Really? I thought it would be so much better. And 
The only part I enjoyed was at the very end when it was Nikki's verse, like rapping. That's the only part of the song I enjoyed. I hated the beat. I hated the effects. I hated the guy. Yeah, it just feels like I could hear old Nikki mm. in the last verse where she actually had her beat. Um, Lil Baby or whatever the fuck his name is, he ruined that song. <laughs> Definitely ruined that song. It literally, he was just like, it's literally all I could hear. Just mumble. We were trying so hard not to skip through it. Nicki Minaj, if it wasn't for you on that song, (laughs) there's no way I'd be listening. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely. I mean, I'm still going to give it a few listens because I feel like it's one of those songs where you have to listen to it a few times to yeah. let it sink in. Um, much like the Flow Rider Wait song, mm. that was very much like a, you need to listen to it a few times because I first heard it and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then like I've listened to it a few times. I'm like, oh, okay, that's actually kind of good. So yeah, I'm going to give this one a chance. I'm going to listen to it a few more times. But I do definitely think that the beat was all right. I just think that... It was, it was very much hip-hop, not made for TikTok. It's not made for, like, trendy, that kind of stuff. Mm. It's not made for radio. It's made, like, it's it's just pure hip-hop. Like, it's old-school hip-hop. Yeah. But then it's got a new-school rapper on there that doesn't know how to talk properly. Yeah. Like, imagine that song, but instead of him, Drake. That would have been a good song. That would have been sick. He's been around for a couple of years, but he's, in my opinion, not he's not really a good rapper. In my opinion, obviously, there's people that love him and there's people that will love him. Hmm. Yeah, he just ruined the song for me. Really ruined it. And it sort of came out of nowhere in a way. I don't know. I wasn't really expecting it. And then it was just like this voice that you didn't think it would suit it. Like, it doesn't suit it. He does not suit the song, right? Yeah, right. It's just like he's been copied and pasted into the wrong song. Yeah, like, it's just, it should just be, Nicki Minaj should re-release it, but just, like, cut out his part. <laughs> the ultimate fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, I would. Yeah. Or just get, like, Drake to do it. Now I sort of understand why she didn't want to collab with Lil Nas X because he has a newer sound as well. And th- they probably wouldn't have sounded good together. Like, now hearing this against someone who is more of a new age singer, it's like, yeah, nah, Nicki was smart not doing that. But you also think about Nicki Minaj's sound as a whole in her discography. She only really does the early 2000s kind of rap music. Mm. That's her style. And she did go into that pop era, but then it's just kind of like she said she didn't find any fulfillment from that. It was boring Mm. because she didn't get to properly rap how she is. One thing that she's amazing at is if you actually listen to her lyrics in all of the songs, you can understand her words, Mm. for starters. Yeah. They're all actually rhymed. They have meaning. They all actually are relevant to the local time. Like, she mentioned the pandemic, and she's talking about, like, wearing a ski mask, and she's like, it's not for the pandemic. It's to match with my truck or whatever. Like, she said something like that. All of her stuff is just so well made, and she's just such an incredible artist for that. I just think it was a mistake collaborating with this guy. I agree with you. I think it had a lot of potential. thousand percent. If it was with, you know, I could think of a handful of artists that would be really good with, actually. So you got, like, Drake is my first one because they're a part of the same record label. Mm. Actually, no, they're not anymore because Drake's independent, but they all, like, kind of know each other very well. Him, um, even, like, oh, I wish Biggie Smalls was still around. Imagine that collab. Nicki Minaj, Biggie Smalls. Eminem, they've collaborated on a song before, although I feel like Eminem wouldn't suit that song. No, I think he'd be too high pitch. They need more of like a deeper kind of, even even like Lil Wayne. Yeah. I could see him doing it. P. Diddy, like those kind of artists, like her era artists. Yeah, people that were around back then and are still sort of around. Or if she's going to collaborate with newer artists, they have to have a similar kind of style and sound to her. Or... They've got to be singer. She did actually a really good collaboration with 
Polo G. True. So Nicki Minaj did a collaboration with Polo G, and that was a good song. Their styles suit each other. I can see that. That would be good. I know what you mean, though. In that song, that like their voices flow into each other, whereas with this new one, it was sort of like, stop, stop. You yeah. Know? It felt very jarring. Yeah. I feel like Nicki Minaj has, like, owned that song, and Mm. I'm not sure whether it was, like, a Nicki Minaj song featuring that person or if it was the other way around, but judging by how much Nicki Minaj was on the song, I'm going to say it was released from her. Yeah. You can't be a feature on a Nicki Minaj song. Already massive pressure. So well-respected in the industry. And fuck it up that bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love Nicki, so I'm going to stream it anyways because I want to support Nicki Minaj, Mm. but I'm just going to skip his part. Damn. So my favourite songs are the week is She's All I Want to Be by Tate McRae. Mm. It's a bit, it's giving Olivia Rodrigo era. Yeah. It's like her little angry era. I <laughs> love it so much. Uh, An Emo Girl by Machine Gun Kelly and Willow. It is such a good song. I Willow Smith's voice just does something to me. Yeah, I've had a lot of people say that, like with Meet Me at Our Spot. A lot of people have been like, for some reason I just get hooked on that song. They're like, I do not like the song. But the voice is just so intriguing. She came up with a song called Wait a Minute back in 2019 and that song had an unhealthy hold on me. I can hear it in my brain. Her voice is just so encapsulating. Right. And she's collaborating with this girl called Pink Panthers. You'll know who she, like, from TikTok. Mm. She collaborated with her and just the way how she pops into the song makes no sense at all, but it just feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Okay. Um, So your favourite songs? So one that has been teased constantly on social media... Is um, by Peach PRC, big, big TikTok name um, from Australia. God is a Freak has finally released. It is all I've heard, just those snippets that Peach posts. That is it. That is all I've heard. But yeah, the song is actually out. Beautiful. I can't wait for the music video. She didn't disappoint. She didn't disappoint and she never disappoints. Actually, she disappointed me once. Don't say it. Say it. She performed live at those TikTok things. I know. She was so nervous. Yeah, you could tell her voice was shaking so much, but I was watching and I just, it's like I wasn't mad. I wasn't like, oh, like, stupid bitch. I was like, oh, poor Peach. Like, in front of all these people and televised. I just don't think she's got the confidence yet, but yeah. that'll come with time. Yeah. Another song I've been listening to is from Flume and Maya. It's called Say Nothing and it's just very techno-y. It's not bad. I recommend. If you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts and our social media at Muso Mondays, our official Muso Mondays playlist on Spotify where you can hear all of the music that we ever talk about. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade. New episodes every Monday at 6pm.